Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. I'm Jill Yard. And I'm Chris O'Keefe, and we are here for you every week, normally on Thursdays, sometimes it's Fridays, and talking to you about business and entrepreneurship, balance, all sorts of wonderful things. We've been doing this for about six years, and we're just so happy that we continue to do it every week. I love talking to you guys about, you know, just everything, really. Um, and... I just want to go ahead and give that shout out to be following us on Instagram since it's the top of the episode. If you're not already following us, please do so. We are at Heart and Hustle Podcast on Instagram. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter, but we are not as active over there. I will not lie to you. <laughs> I, lie. I will see you because I'm on Twitter all the time. I just you are like, Twitter. yeah, I'm on Twitter active as like a huge, like a, not a human, as as me. As like, I'm a uh, human, yeah. but you know what I'm saying, like. Right. Under- Keith, yeah, but on our Heart Hustle pod, we like never write anything. Sometimes I wonder, I'm like, should we have all of these? But you know, they're already there. So, it's but yes, so you are it. on like Twitter is actually your like that's your social media, like that's where you're at as you all the My time. Social media of choice, way internet. more than anything else. Like, I always because my feed will be a lot of times just like stuff that people likes, and it's always like what you like, what Ali likes, and what Kia Brown likes. And it's all stuff that probably overlaps because we all like yep. similar things. Yep. <laughs> like that's why, it, it, yeah, because the three of you like a lot of the same stuff. So that's like what my feed mostly is, is like stuff that y'all have liked. And it'll pop up and I'm like, oh, okay, that is a funny tweet. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll like it. So, yeah, I do enjoy Twitter. And while you're there, also rate and review us because that is how people find podcasts. So if you are using the Apple Podcast app or on your computer, just go in, leave us a little review, let people know what the podcast is about, so that way they can get on. And then obviously, word of mouth, share us on your Insta stories. If you're listening to that app, starts with the S that we don't talk about anymore, and they, you can easily share what you're listening to there. Um, Facebook stories, all of the socials, so let people know what is up using the hashtag boss so hard so that way they can be like what is that all about and then they click it and they find us and we would be happy to have more listeners so thanks for i would also if anybody knows like a facebook specialist like somebody that just like does facebook all the time and that's their thing i really want to talk to them because i want facebook to go away and i'm just like why is it not so i just want to hear like what is it that makes people like it i don't know i truly dislike it so much I will say my friend posted a like Twitter poll about where would you want to po- uh, work out of all the fan companies and Facebook rated number one, which is wild wow. because as, as like meta backslash Facebook, um, historically does yeah. bad things. I feel like we've all, did they yeah. 2020 completely? I feel like they probably did um so or 2016 even you could remember any of that um that that those things that wow. was doing. yeah so it's very interesting that i feel i feel morally this is where i am in tech it's very hard for me who have a lot of friends who are in tech the employment choices are mm. wild. not that any of the fan companies are bad google like historically is trying to like cover up all the dirt that they did <laughs> in 2021 <laughs> they were terrible and now they're hiring all the, I feel like everybody that I know that's in tech that's black is now working at Google. So they're all going mm-hmm. to Google. I did see they did like that mass hiring. They're yeah. hiring all of the black people. They're like, look, we will not be told that we are racist even though we were. That is what they're trying to cover it up. Whereas I don't feel like Facebook has done any of that to make mm-hmm. themselves sound better other than them being like, oh, we, we won't do Russia or whatever. And I'm like, okay, that's not 
That's not how any of this works. So it's just interesting that, like, still to this day, Meta backslash Facebook is the top of people's choices. So you probably will find someone strange. who really is interesting in playing the algorithm game. I just after reading that article, I forgot what company it was. One of the media, you remember everybody was doing Facebook videos at the time when there was like a lot mm-hmm. of like go into Facebook and da, 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 and then they switched to video and they're like, make videos and then you're going to beat the algorithm. And this company, they wrote an article. I'll try to find it in the show notes where the guy was talking about how they like they made their money on Facebook and they were investing in ads and da, 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 and then when they switched to algorithm, it tanked, like it bankrupted this company basically. <laughs> like, wow. Because you only get 1% of your yep. you know, organic traffic and even well, paid that's, traffic yeah. a big percentage. It's that's the thing is I see money. like businesses that are you know, household names, everybody knows, and they'll have like a hundred likes, even though they have millions of mm-hmm. followers. So it's just like, it's truly like well, wild. Paid ads. They have people who yep. dedicate it or agencies that they dedicate to paid ads. And it's someone who knows the agency in town in Orlando, basically, who does pretty much everyone's Facebook ads. Even their reach is not as like far as it should be or as it was five six seven years ago when and i also just like find that like of course everyone everywhere there's like negative people on the internet but i just find like the facebook comments to be some of the absolute worst like people are just so negative on facebook like and again it's not that you can't find negative people on you know tiktok and twitter on instagram but it just feels like some of the worst the worst like come out to share their opinions on facebook and i'm just like it makes me like not even want to spend time there in the first place it's like whether or not you know a post did well or not it's like i almost like don't even want to deal with the comments you know it's and it's truly wild like when you follow like let's say like a big name who's going to get a lot of interaction like i'll use francesca for an example like francesca ramsey if you see that she'll post like maybe the same thing across like instagram twitter and facebook at, at a certain time it's like on twitter you know she might have one or two people that say something like a bit negative but like lots of like interesting replies probably some good support on instagram and then you go to facebook and it's people being just like absolutely like hateful and wild <laughs> for no reason telling her to die like that's all yeah that literally like people <laughs> who literally like hate her and who are just like on there like i just came to tell you basically that i hate you and it's like why are you even following her then so it's like i feel like less people hate follow on twitter and instagram than they do on facebook like it's just like a lot of people they're like i'm gonna follow people and things and ideas that i hate and then scream at them for no reason so it's just like, I just, I just can't, like I literally, the very few groups that I'm in now, most of them are specifically for black women because <laughs> Absolutely. every single group that I've been in, whether it's about Disney, whether it's about roller skating, whether it's about candle making, everybody acts racist at some point. And it, and it's like, it'll be, become a huge post where it's like somebody will post one thing and then it's like half the people in there are like, well, you know, what they said wasn't that bad. Like, I kind of get, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, so just to avoid doing that anymore, I just joined, like, so I have, like, Black Girl Disney. I have a Black Girl Candle group, a Black Girl Skincare group. So I can just go in there and not experience racism. Like, that's literally all I'm trying to do is, like, get my information about the thing, the hobby, whatever, and not have it be, like, a, a huge, like, racist thing for no reason. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's just, to me, it's not a great place unless I'm going straight to my, my safe groups, you know? Yeah. People who are 
all about fighting with the algorithm and understanding the way Facebook works. And I will give credit to Meta Facebook. They are very open with their trainings and they're free most of the time and they're kind of easy to take. So it's not that the education isn't there, it is there, but the thought of going through it and doing it as a person who, if you've experienced, like you said, like the horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want any more interaction. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I want to know how the algorithm works or how to be better at it because it's bad. Um, yeah. So shout out to the people who are doing great um, at Facebook. And if you are, again, good, like getting to Christmas DM so she can delete her account. <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, can I, is it okay to delete it? Are we at that point in the society? I don't think we are yet, but I don't know. I, I think that like I would hire somebody like, and I might, I might do this yeah, to just, just, just have your account. Yeah. Just handle my Facebook. I'm like, I like the other places. I like to get to know people, chat with people in the DMs, whatever. But yeah, I think that it would be great for, to just hand off my Facebook account and be like, you, somebody else run this. I don't even need to like see it. Speaking of hands off, we are here to talk about passive income and ways to make money without having to be doing all of the work all the time. So this is very important, especially as you start to, again, create different streams of income, as you start wealth building, as you have targets that you're trying to to reach as we all are because house and rent prices are out of control. Mortgages have gone up. So a lot of people actually, because of the home insurance, yes. have been looking at ways to make extra money to cover their new mortgage rates because mm-hmm. it's not the same. After years of laughing at people who are renting, they are now experiencing mm-hmm. hashtag the struggle. So everyone is out here trying to make a little extra money on the side, even if it's just to put in the savings, like say you do make enough money to cover all of your bills, you may want to start making extra money to start your retirement funding and all yes. that stuff. So we're going to talk about some ways that you can do that without having to be out in the streets hustling and bustling all the time and how to create passive income streams. Yes. So passive income is not your job. It's not working with a contractor. That can be a side hustle or side uh, income or, or just a second job. Um, and technically, yes, your passive income can kind of be considered a side hustle, but they're they're not like one and the same because when it's passive income, it is passive. So it's going to be consistent earnings from a source or sources that you're not actively every day having to go in and do something for, right? So you're still going to have to do work because we can't just, I wish that we could just hand you some ways to just get free money for no reason. Trust me, I would be all on that, but that is not how it works. Unfortunately, it still does involve work, but just that work will normally be done up front. And then there might be like a bit of maintenance work, um, you know, over time, depending on what sort of setup that you have. But yes, it's typically something where you're doing most of the work up front um, and then just keeping things like sort of updated. Um, and again, that way you, it's, it's passive. Like it's, it's the money keeps coming in because you put in that work up front and then you don't have to trade your time anymore going forward to be able to, to continue making money. And if you're making enough, you can also, if there is a little bit of stuff that it's like, oh, you have to keep this updated or whatever, then you can sometimes hire somebody to do that. So that you're, and you just take money from, you know, what you earned with the passive income to hire somebody so that you're not spending any more time on that because yeah, the, like trading, trading your time for money, it's like, it sucks because we have a finite amount of time, right? So I'm like, I'm all about anything that you can do to like make money faster or make money without putting in as much time. So um, these ideas are really good for people who already have a business. You don't have to have a business to do these, but it's basically a great extension of your brand and a great way to 
build passive income off of the business or brand that you have already uh, built, right? So the first one is going to be creating a course. Um, and these work really well when you specialize in something, if you have like a very like, you know, niche topic that you want to talk about that you are known already for, especially if you're, you know, you're already known for this, your brand like is all about this certain thing, then people already kind of look to you as an authority for it. A good way to know if you'd be a good candidate for creating a course is like, do people come to you and ask you about that specific thing in your industry? And I think a lot of people always think like, oh, well, you know, maybe if you are a branding expert or if you are, you know, do something with finances or whatever, but it doesn't have to be that. Like if you know about plants and you're like really, really skilled and knowledgeable when it comes to keeping plants alive, like that could be a course. And honestly, like that would be a course that I would buy because I'm not skilled at it. And so little things that you think that are, oh, like everybody knows this or this isn't that hard. Those are often the things that can easily be turned into a course. Um, I think something that would do really well right now is astrology, like anything like astrology based. Because when I talk about, you know, when I get with friends and I'm talking about like their rising signs and their moons and what it means and blah, blah, blah. And people are always like, oh my gosh, like, how do you know that? Whatever. And again, like people sometimes don't want to, even though, yes, like I got all this information from the internet for free, but people don't want to always take the time or do they have nope. the time <laughs> to sit there and learn all the different parts about it. So it's like, if you have friends that are like, oh, sit down and teach me that, whatever that topic is, is probably something that would be good for a course for you. And what I love about courses is like, it just breaks it down in like an easy to learn way for somebody. And it's, pretty much at their own pace, right? So there's different ways to do it. You could do it just by recording audio, right? Which I mean, like, in a sense, like we do like a mini course here every week, right? Mm -hmm. Where we share, we research something, it's something that we know about really well, or we bring in an expert to speak about it. And then we share this audio with you and teach you about this thing so that you get to kind of cut corners and not have to do all of the research for it. And you can just go dive in and do the work, right? So this is like a mini course every week. And essentially, this is you know, a way that it is somewhat passive income, like we probably put a little bit more work into it. But if we were to record 52 episodes at the top of the year, and then release them one at a time, that would basically be, you know, more passive income. Um, but yeah, so you can do audio, you can do video, which is really popular, especially if you do something like, um, I know something that does really well is if you know how to illustrate on like, right. you know, mm -hmm. an iPad, that sort of thing. Um, we see a lot of people doing those sort of videos. If you do photography, I've bought many a photography course that I have um, watched online, bought the course and been able to revisit that course when I've had, you know, certain questions. I used to every single year buy this course. It was the fundamentals of photography. And this is like a 300 hour course. And I would buy it every year because it was updated every year. And, you know, it would probably take about a week to actually go through if you're going through it like in real time. Um, but it was just really good to always have that on hand for any question I might have because I can be sometimes a visual learner. And especially with photography, it really helps like you can't just have somebody be like, well, these are the settings. And this is what you can expect. It's like good to visually see the difference and know like what you're trying to do. Um, and then, of course, you can just do like a course that's completely written. I would highly recommend um, paying a designer to make it look a little bit better so that it's not just 
written and plain because that's not going to be very fun. But um, yeah, working with a designer to make it something that, you know, would be like a really, really fun like textbook or that sort of thing. Um, and of course, there's so many places to host courses. You can host a course on your own website, uh, but then you can also use places like Skillshare to just put it up there and also possibly have them advertise it a bit for you. I feel like a lot of those places, they're like, what Etsy is for creators, that's what they are for like course makers. Yeah, for sure. And the thing about writing a course, I think almost first, at least before you jump into some of the other reasons is it gives you the outline and you understand how to do it. So I kind of recommend always doing kind of a written course first and then going in and jumping into doing the videos or adding an audio. So you know what you're saying, because as someone who started a course and can stop it midway but did start one i was like oh this is a lot of work like this is the um and that's for me david has written a whole curriculum but personally uh-huh. uh, going through that process of writing it and then also like you said hire a designer because being a designer my ability to just quickly create the graphics that i wanted really quickly um saved me so much time versus having to try to figure it out on my own if i didn't have this knowledge or then take a course to figure out how to design for my course. you know what i mean like just Hire somebody who have the money for that startup cost. And again, these programs and these CMSs are already so set up and easy. Learn Dash for WordPress is another good, awesome way to install that on your website on the back end and start building out that course site. And you can get your hang of it without having to actually pay an extra. Well, you do pay for the licensing. I'm not going to lie that. But to pay an extra <laughs> like fee for another host that's outside of what you already own. With the content on Learn Dash, you already own that content. It's already on that website you own. So that's also a benefit as well. But I definitely 100% recommend at least writing it out as a written course beforehand and going through that process. So that way you can get the benefit. And also learning how curriculums work, right? Because if yes. you're outside of school and you haven't gone back to school or done anything, any educational programming for a while, you start to... Also remember that human brains don't remember and retain information in the way that you think because we are so accustomed to like short form content these days. So having to go through that process and remember like the best way to present information and how people retain it. And then also when you start to write the quizzes and all this stuff, it just, you start to really understand how it works. Um, So it definitely is a process. So I definitely recommend if you are going the course way, just know it is a little bit of a longer upfront amount of work uh-huh. but the reward is great because once it's done it's done you don't have to go yes. back unless you want to fix it unless the technology changes unless you want to update it a little bit but it runs on its own and people really do find courses like you said you've had the same one that you keep updating you go back to uh-huh. it for years and years and years to come because the knowledge is so great so highly recommend courses and then again another way that you can start to take the information you already have especially as an entrepreneur if you've done any writing of any t- time kind is to put out an ebook so definitely 100% recommend this ebooks are so easy to publish self-publish on your own in 2022 like it is so easy to do it we actually had an episode where we talked to uh Jasana about her ebooks I'll put a link to that podcast um when we talk about the show notes but getting all the information that you already had together putting it in a book format publishing it very easy for people to download you don't even have to use a marketplace you can if you want to but it is very easy to just get a link on your website again if uh-huh. you're using wordpress something like easy digital downloads or woocommerce both you can sell digital things and people can just pay you up front and get the book on their own and that is an easy way to again start creating passive income yeah and again it's like looking at your business and looking at you know what it is you do 
there's so many different, like you could probably write four or five books just Mm -hmm. based off of one business. So like if you're a cake baker, you could write one that is specifically about baking cakes. Then you could do another that's about working in the wedding industry. If that's the industry that you typically make cakes for, then, you know, if you, let's say that you are one of these cake bakers that has gone on a reality competition, you could write a book about that experience and like what to expect, like with that sort of pressure and, and, you know, having to perform live or whatever. Um, there's just a lot of different things that you can cover from one business. So, you know, niche topics do do really well when it comes to like searching for a book. Cause a lot of times it's like, okay, like somebody's trying to learn like something like very specific. Um, and I, I feel like, I mean, it's hard to say, which is harder. I kind of think that making a course is harder because kind of like you were talking about with the structure, with the pacing, with the making sure that it's like, in that way that if you were teaching in a classroom, you want it to translate over like that, right? Like you want it to be like this person having experience of if you were almost like in a classroom, whereas a book isn't necessarily quite like that. Um, So it might be an easier way for some people uh, to go about it. Now, obviously with books, a lot of times it's a different price point than a course. So a lot of times like with a book, you're, you know, you're doing regular book prices. So it might be like $40 or under, where a course might be, you know, $100 or more. Um, So just kind of keep that in mind, like when you're looking at, okay, how many of this unit do I think I can sell? Um, But it's definitely something where you could have, you know, one topic and have a course and an ebook on it. And, and, you know, because exactly, because a lot of times, like, there's a lot of information on one particular topic. And again, if you're an expert in it, you're going to be able to talk about it for days. So you can kind of come at the uh, the topic from two different angles and go ahead and bundle those together, have them separate as well for the people that maybe just want to go for the lower price option. Um, and that just gives you some different options for having that passive income and kind of repurposing content and repurposing knowledge that you already have that's not going to be you know, too difficult to continue creating. And again, this is something that you, yes, are going to work a little bit harder on in the beginning and it's going to be a little bit more work. But once you have it up there, and like you said, self-publishing is really so much easier nowadays. So once you have it up there, it just can continue to sell. And, you know, it's just about how much you push it or even just how much effort you put into like hiring somebody for SEO and stuff like that, you know, in the beginning so that it kind of sells itself. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, there's a lot of good options with eBooks. Another great thing for passive income is affiliate marketing. Um, so basically you're promoting third party products and services through a link. And now that Instagram has finally deemed that people under, you know, 10,000 are worthy. You can use our link. Everybody can use their link. Right. So this is something that even if you, you know, are like maybe a smaller creator or something like that, you can still do this sort of thing. You don't have to have a ton of followers to do this. I think a lot of people think like, oh, well, I don't have, you know, 10,000 followers. I don't have 50 or 100. So there's no point in me doing any sort of affiliate marketing. And honestly, affiliate marketing, I think is a great way to like, share the things you already would use. Like you're not going out of your way to like, be like, oh, you know, I need to create this huge, large brand sponsored deal, which you can if you want to, but I'm just saying like, you don't have to do that. You can literally just find companies that utilize affiliate marketing and be like, well, I already use this product and I love this product. I'm already talking about this product for free. I'm telling my friends about it because I think it's such a great product. So let me go ahead and just share it with an affiliate link. And I think about somebody who has like 
just anything specific that they're dealing with. Like I have a friend who has eczema and she's very big on like when she finds products that work for her, she's going to let everyone know because she knows other people have it as well. And they're dealing with this same issue. And so she's going to share that product and, and, you know, yell about it from the rooftops regardless. So may as well put that little link in there. And if a few friends buy it then she's making a little bit of money. Now I will say that like affiliate marketing is harder to make large amounts of money from in the, like, you know, I would say harder than a course or an ebook. Um, but it also just depends on how involved, you know, your audience is and how often you're going to be sharing it, how, you know, just how creative, like, um, you are with sharing it. And I think also just like how your audience, how much they trust your opinion, honestly, because if you're sharing everything in the world, that just seems like there's some people that like, you can just tell like, Oh, anything that comes their way, they're just turning around and being like, here, buy this and buy that, you know, whatever. But I think that if you're like sticking to a few things, because I know for myself, there's been times where there's somebody I follow and they might be like a creator influencer or something like that. And they'll share something. And at the time, I'm like, I'm not going to buy that right now, but that's something I'm interested in the future. And I will reach back out to them in the future and be like, hey, where's that link for that thing you had? Because mm -hmm. I definitely really wanted to, to try that thing out. And then I'll follow that link there. So it's like sometimes it's sharing something um, more than once, right? It's it's not just about like, oh, I shared it one time. Things didn't go the way I planned. And no, it's like if you actually believe in that thing, you're going to be sharing it again. So, you know, it's that sort of thing where you're, you're sharing it over and over and, you know, again, that's why it's good to choose products and services that you actually believe in, that actually are on brand for you and that you would actually share about regardless if there was a link there or not. Um, there are some people who make a ton of money with affiliate marketing. There are people who make six figures and then there's people who make sense. So it just yeah. really, it, there's a lot of varying factors in it, but it is technically on paper easy to do yeah and i will say um someone who's really good at this is danielle faust um of manifest this mm -hmm. her instagram um my friends are on facebook i've known her for a long time she, whenever she needs something new she always asks people for recommendations and tells them to drop their affiliate links so that is a good way that you can start to do if you do have affiliate links or you start getting interested in it start to ask people to also share their affiliate links when you're shopping so that you can kind of create a certain ecosystem that you guys know to, to look for each other's things. So if she's looking for something on Amazon, it's like, if you have a recommendation for so-and-so, drop your Amazon referral link and I'll buy from you. So that way you can get, again, like yes. said, it could be pennies or whatever, but that stuff starts to add up. So I it does. Yeah. Um, if you are interested in getting into affiliate links, start to talk to the people who are in your circle because I'm sure somebody else is doing it. And mm -hmm. then you all can kind of create, again, an ecosystem where you're each contributing to each other's passive income and then also being able to share those links out again to your social circle because it's not just your circle that's going to get you the money that you need from affiliate marketing it's getting into other people's social circles as well and getting them to share your links as well um yeah because a lot of times it's like they're not even if they like the thing they're not necessarily going to sign up for it because it's just not something they share about so for example i really love planners but mm -hmm. I don't really post about planners a ton, especially because like my handwriting is atrocious and I just don't like want people to see the inside of my planner all the time. It's like, I don't want that <laughs> pressure. So I don't really show the inside of my planners, but I do love a planner. And the most you're going to see is like the outside and I'll be like, oh, look, here it is next to some coffee or whatever. But my friend Morgan Turner, 
uh, who's Books and Bees on like Instagram and most of the internet, she loves to share the inside of her planners and she'll mm-hmm. show how they're set up. And she uses like five planners because she also has like a disability and a whole bunch of other things going on. So she uses different planners for different things. And she'll show like a flip through of like, here's how I did it. Here are the stickers I put in here. Here's how I organized it. So she has affiliate links for like all the journals and stickers and, and shops that she, you know, um, that she work like gets her stuff from. And even though like some of those things are things we both use, like we both do passion planner. I'm like, I'm not going to do an affiliate for it because again, I'm just not going to share the inside of my planner because it is a hot, ugly mess. <laughs> and cause I don't want people to know what I'm doing as well. Cause I like to keep something silent. Um, so yeah. So I feel like, you know, I'm more likely to just share her link and tell people like, oh yeah, I absolutely love Passion Planner. Like here's a link for it. And it's like, I'm just sharing her link. I'm not even, I haven't even set one up. Yeah. Um, because I just know, again, it's it's not going to be organic for me to share that super often because it's just not, it's a stress, point of stress for me to share, you know, where she loves and enjoys doing flip throughs and sharing her layouts and things like that. So yeah, definitely keep that in mind. And, and like you were saying, like lean into your community for, if you do have an affiliate link, something you're known for sharing and you really love and you're passionate about it, tell your friends about it and be like, Oh, you know, if you hear anybody or think anybody would benefit from this, like, you know, if you want to share it too, that'd be really cool. Yeah, um, um, but also just to add on, if you are a service provider and you work with a certain service, uh, especially SaaS software, you should already have an affiliate link brought in. And it's so easy to build up those connections when you sell your packages to your clients. So as an instance, like I have a Namecheap account, we have affiliate links for Namecheap. So if someone needs to buy a domain name, it's very easy for me to recommend to my clients when we're building websites, if you don't have the mm-hmm. domain name, to use this link. Same thing with hosting affiliates. So also if you're using software, so I know a lot of people use project management systems like Asana, et cetera. Talk to the people who you're utilizing as in your service-based business so that you can set up an affiliate program to, again, make money if you're adding those uh, products as part of your packaging. This is big in the WordPress plugin community. There are so many affiliate programs for larger plugins that you can get involved with that. And if you're building a lot of these types of sites that use this type of thing, you can send it over to your client and add it in. And again, it's a benefit and a bonus for you as well. So, yeah. And it's like, it's a bonus for your customer because they're like, they don't want to have to do the to research, research to, to yeah. Thing, you know? Well, I'm always happy. Like when somebody especially shares something like techie with me where I'm like, cool. I like, if you're using it, I know it's good. Now I don't have to worry about doing the research on my own, you know? Exactly. And then the last thing is something you do that is a lot of work in the front end. We talked about it last week a little bit with Bobby is creating an app. Yes. So it is a lot of work on the front end. It is expensive. It is time consuming. It is probably soul crushing. And this is just (laughs) for me having thought about it. I haven't even done it. It is something that I would like to do one day. But just like the thinking about it and the like early planning stage is like, wow, this is a lot, right? And it again, can be can be very expensive. It depends on your skill set and the skill set of the people you know, where you're going to have people, you know, bring in people to like share, um, you know, like that founders, you know, credit with you, like, if they build it, like stuff like that. I mean, there's there's ways to make it cheaper, but obviously, like, not to just keep all the money to yourself. So just keep that in mind. Like, do you want to spend a very large amount of money up front? Um, but I will say that people that 
build apps a lot of times are making really, really, really good money on the back end. Um, now, again, <clears throat> you might be in a situation where you're going to need to use money to keep that app running smoothly, right? Like it's not going to be a situation of like, oh, you know, I had an idea for an app and then I spent, you know, X amount large sum to build it and now I get to walk away from it. It's like, nope, it's still going to continue to need um, to be updated. It's going to need work as time goes on. Um, so you're going to definitely need to have people in place to do that. But if it's making enough money to where that's a concern, then it's it's making enough money where you can just literally hire people to to continue doing that. So it's, you know, it is passive income and it can be extremely passive. If you're the person who's just like the idea person, or if you're the, even the person who designs it, but you're not like actually doing the development and stuff. Um, it can be very, very, very passive and it can be a lot of income, but it is probably the most like expensive and time consuming route on the front end of all of yes. these. <laughs> um, the amount of user experience work and that is necessary and I say necessary because it is anyone who's used a terrible app. Yes. And about it and screams about it understands that you have to have that work done beforehand before you get into the other phases because a lot of times people don't think about the flow of things especially if you're not in the business of like building apps you don't think about how apps come together and how screens work and how much work it is. And that part is so expensive and time consuming up front. So it's definitely something that I, if you are trying to build an app, I don't think there's a cheap, easy way to do it. And I know no. says there is, they're lying to you. Yeah. And, and be very cautious of like, I know that there's things that are like build an app. Like I've literally gotten like this email and had this person try to reach out to me of like building an app, like in, by yourself in, you know, a few weeks for like two grand. That's not going to happen. That's not no, a thing. But they're going to get two grand and never talk to you. Right. Um, right. <laughs> don't do that. Or even like there are people who have whole like, um, you know, little like a cat, like build an app academy or whatever. And it's like, no, it is hard. They're going to sit here and try to tell you that you can drop and drag it like Squarespace. And that is not a thing. Exactly. No, it's not. And it, the ones that are that do actually, you, they're terrible. You've used them. You've deleted them off your phone immediately. Like it is a process to build a proper app. But like you said, it's very rewarding. And if you have someone who knows what they're doing ahead of time, it can be quicker. Um, so I will say whoever the people who created all of the like bootleg Wordle apps, shout out to them. They're making a ton of money. <laughs> they took an idea that they did not have that was only on a website and made these apps that so people and a lot of people didn't know that they were not even using the right thing. Like you just heard yeah. it. Yeah. And people now understand that like any app that's on your phone that's wordable because it only exists on this website uh, is not a thing. But these people moved quickly and they have been making bank because of it. And like shout out to them. You're terrible people. But you also like did what you had to do to get it done. So I will say there are some things with apps that are like ideas that could be easily translated into an app that maybe have only been a website that are difficult to, to navigate and browse. And so that's something that you can get into. We'll say yeah, now they have like the, you know, the music one and a yeah, few other Arnold. ones. So that's pretty smart. Yeah, for sure. Like if something's trending and you can understand how the technology works and you just want to kind of quickly get in on the action, make a little bit of money, get out, go ahead and do it. Like do what you have to do. But again, Take, having somebody who know what they're doing ahead of time is a reason why that moves so quickly because if you're not 
engineer, you're not a developer, you're not going to come up with hurdle really quickly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, that's going to happen with you. So yeah, that's the thing is like the, the, the idea was, was already there. Somebody already knew that the idea would be right. profitable and they had the skill set to bring that to life quickly, or maybe somebody had the money to invest, but that's, exactly. that's the thing where you've got to be jumping on it and be super quick with it. Exactly. And most of the time it's not going to happen that fast. No. And the trend is going to die real quick. So in, like in six months, people still aren't going to be talking about something even now, like it's not as popular talk about wordle as it was yeah people got really mad that the world guy got paid and then it started falling apart sold it out which he should have king king life um they got mad and a lot of people stopped using so this train is already starting to die down similar again like we saw with clubhouse something that blew up really quickly really fast was only to a certain amount of people it was really popular and when was the last time you hear somebody hosting clubhouse yeah how much money did he make a lot (laughs) Because, like, I definitely would have sold it as well. I'm very surprised that people are like, because everybody here is always like, oh, capitalistic stuff and, you know, all this nonsense. And then, like, he makes money and they're mad. I would have sold it immediately. I'm just saying. Like, and I think he made a few million. He did, and he's living his best life. He's not wrong. I absolutely would have sold it. Um, and honestly, it makes it more funny, honestly, that people aren't using it now because it's just kind of funny that, like, well, that place isn't even getting – they're not even getting anything for it anyways, yeah, but he got I mean, his money. It's the times. They're doing fine. Like, you know, yeah, they're not exactly. using Wordle anymore. I don't think the times is They're fine. They're asleep. Like, I think that people, like, get mad when they're, like – I don't know. People get mad when things catch on and other people know about them. People get mad when other people are enjoying the things that they're enjoying and people get mad when things are created during the pandemic that aren't like just for them, I guess. I don't know. Cause right. I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I guess the only difference would be that is it either behind a paywall or is it ads? No, I think it might probably have ads. And even then, I don't think it does. Which I'm like, you don't get mad at Hulu. For, so why are you mad at this man? People are getting mad at Disney Plus because Disney Plus is adding ads. So that is the thing that's happening. I know. I heard <laughs> about that. I'm I'm wondering um, if that's going to be for all their accounts or they're going to do sure like that. I'm sure they're going to have a tiered situation soon and like at like capitalism. You guys want to participate in a capitalist society. But then y'all get mad. When yep. people also participate and play this game. And look, I am also always anti-capitalism. I want to live on a farm. I want to be left alone. I do not want to work. I'm tired of money. Cash is made up. Nothing is real. Everything's a social construct. Yep. I am there with you, but I am not going to scream at someone for selling an idea, right. an idea that they were doing and made to put hard work and progress in it so that they can secure a bag for themselves and their families so that they don't have to be out here in these streets right because i would have done the same thing and moved to that farm so (laughs) i'm if if nothing else i'm jealous but i'm not mad at the man no i'm never going to be mad at somebody for trying to get out of the situation to get to a better situation especially if they didn't exploit anyone or hurt anyone by doing so he exploited his own idea that he came up with and got rid of it (laughs) like right is what it is so Definitely I hope you not. guys are out there securing the bag if you can yes. so that you can escape to wherever your happy place is. And Share hopefully, ideas, yes, some of these ideas hopefully will work for you. If they do, if you decide to go forward with one of these, let us know so that we can uh, promote it across our social channels. And if you have um, any other forms that you think are great ideas for passive income that you think we should share with heart hustle audience let us know on instagram a heart hustle podcast um and we will share them there as well all right friends well we will see you next week 
Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.